Hey everyone, before we get started, I want to take a quick moment to pause and to thank you. Thank you for being here. Thanks for tuning into this conversation as you adjust to a new normal. Thank you for being a part of this growing, engaged community of enrollment marketers. I'm so proud of what we're building here, and I'm moved by the feedback, the editorial contributions, and the support that so many of you have provided. We're going to need each other now more than ever before, and I want you to know that Enrollify is here. We're listening. We're thinking hard about how to provide value during this moment. I want to especially thank our partners who make the work we do here possible. We're really selective in who we pick to sponsor our conversations, so I encourage each of you to check out what they have to offer. Request a demo, download an ebook, or engage in an exploratory conversation with them. These are exceptional people who really care about bettering the enrollment marketing space. Today's sponsor is no exception. Blackthorn.io, a Salesforce app exchange partner, is the most beautiful, simple, yet powerful native Salesforce events platform on the market. Due to the coronavirus, their team has spent the last couple of weeks working tirelessly to update their solution. And now admissions departments and other event planners can connect tools like Zoom directly to their existing event processes, which makes online recruitment easy to manage entirely in Salesforce. If you use Salesforce as your CRM and need ideas on how to move your recruitment and admissions events online, please go and read Kristen Hicks' latest blog post at blackthorn.io forward slash blog. That's blackthorn.io forward slash blog. Kristen is the director of marketing and partnerships at Blackthorn, but she spent several years working in higher education admissions before this role. So she can completely empathize with the challenges that so many of you are facing right now. Read her post and request a behind-the-scenes look at Blackthorn's app at blackthorn.io forward slash blog. Hello and welcome to the Enrollify podcast. Each week, the Enrollify podcast equips you with insights into how the latest trends in marketing and technology are impacting today's enrollment marketers. Every episode is designed to inspire new, creative ideas for how to optimize the resources you have to generate the results that you need. My name is Zach Buzicruz, and I am the host of today's episode. Hello and welcome to the Enrollify podcast. My name is Zach Buzicruz and I am the host of today's episode. And today I have the privilege of sitting down with two guests. We've got Chris Fetterspiel and Kristen Hicks who are from Blackthorn. And I want to just give them a quick welcome here and have them introduce themselves. Welcome to the show, Chris and, Chris and Kristen. Thank you. Thanks a lot. It's an honor. Well, do me a favor and give our guests, uh, uh, excuse me, our, our listeners, a little bit of a sense of who you both are and what Blackthorn is. Uh, I'll, I'll go first, I guess. Uh, my name is Kristen Hicks. I'm the Director of Marketing and Partnerships at Blackthorn.io. Um, Blackthorn is a Salesforce app exchange partner app. Um, we offer event management for Salesforce users and payment processing for Salesforce users as well. Um, so if you're not sure what 
uh, Salesforce is. It's a, it's a contact relationship or customer relationship management tool. And our app is kind of an extension of Salesforce. Uh, it's very difficult to manage event management um, inside of Salesforce without uh, an application. And that's what we provide for um, Salesforce users. So a lot of higher eds actually use Salesforce to grow their relationships with their prospective students, their current students, and their alumni and donors. Um, and we help those individuals manage those events using the Salesforce CRM, um, making life a lot easier for them in the long run. And it helps them also show the ROI that their events have on their institution. And Kristen, will you just... Um, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, that's okay. I was just going to talk a little about um, my background. Please, uh, please. Prior to, yeah, prior to joining Blackthorn, um, I worked at a liberal arts college in the Midwest um, as the director of marketing and communications. So I oversaw all of the marketing and communications efforts for the college. Um, and that includes admissions, student affairs, and advancement. Um, and it was a really fun time to be working at that college. A lot of um, a lot of small liberal arts colleges were facing some pretty tough challenges in the industry. And our college actually saw the largest freshman class in over a decade and um, took in some of the largest gifts and donations in the college's history during my time there. So um, I loved I loved working there, but I love working for Blackthorn even more um, because we have the ability to help higher ed with a lot of their event challenges um if they're using the salesforce crm so fantastic all right chris you're up <laughs> uh great uh chris Bettersfield been in the salesforce ecosystem since january 2011 i worked at two companies uh prior uh internet creations and silverline and i founded a services company with uh another guy Nishad Parthia. That company is now called uh, Plative. They're also in New York. Our companies now uh, kind of supplement each other between services and app sales. And then I uh, founded this company about four and a half years ago. Um, our events application has really started to uh, take foot as of the beginning of last year. We've now grown from around three customers to just over 60 customers now, and we're adding between 8 to 11 new events customers per month. And I think the reason it's starting to take off is because Salesforce customers really want a app that's easy uh, to use where their data is all uh, alongside all of their sales and contact data. And give us a little bit of context into who you all are working with. Is it is it predominantly higher ed? What other industries are you guys servicing with your events app? Yeah, so we, we initially launched our events app to be sort of generic, to do generic uh, event registration on the Salesforce. And the first vertical that really has uh, taken hold of our application is higher ed. A lot of higher ed institutions are moving to Salesforce. Um, it's part of salesforce's.org side. They have a specific data model um, just for higher ed and some base functionality in there that a lot of people like. So it's been a really nice uh, complement to the higher ed stack. We're also seeing traction amongst uh, healthcare uh, organizations, like very large uh, hospital and uh, medical chains. And some other ones that are now starting to form are across financial services, as well as uh, some, I'll call it general for-profits. If you look at any larger companies that host any kind of virtual events to do prospecting type of work, or uh, mid-sized type of expos, those are starting to grow as well. 
Well, thank you both for that context and for giving us a little bit of a Cliff's Notes overview of your career to date. So today we're here to talk about how schools can pivot their recruitment strategies in response to the COVID-19 outbreak. Um, as we all should be aware of by now, schools across the country are suspending in-person classes and canceling events left and right. And you know, one reality that I think is is easy to overlook amidst this chaos is is really how the coronavirus is affecting student recruitment for you know not just fall 2020, but but beyond, let alone student retention. And so, you know, enrollment managers who are predominantly the folks that are listening to this this podcast rely heavily on events for their recruitment. Things like open houses, campus visit days, campus tours, et cetera. And, you know, they rely heavily on these events to sort of seal the deal of, you know, uh, on a student selecting their college or university as opposed to another. What I'm curious to hear from you all is how can admissions teams uh, respond to these cancellations? Uh, what specific uh, uh, strategies and tactics should they consider as they seek to move these events online? Yeah, so, I mean, a, a big one with schools is that people tend to look at schools when they're in person, right? But to learn a lot about a school, you don't have to be in person initially. So, We've uh, traditionally not supported virtual events uh, online, but since all this has happened, we uh, basically paused everything else we're doing in order to support virtual events quickly. And we surveyed our uh, higher ed customers, and the bulk of them are using uh, Zoom or GoToWebinar, and then there's a mix of other types of smaller ones. So with all of the, uh, I don't know if it's a great term, but I guess like a younger population of users, there's a lot of online research that happens first and everybody's sitting at home now. So a big one is if you can get in front of customers or, you know, prospective uh, students now by doing any kind of virtual event, it just behooves them to be able to learn more about the activity. So we're trying to uh, assist people by doing virtual events with our uh, application now. And Kristen, do you have some more context to add to that? Yeah, yeah. I think um, obviously Curtis is spot on and we've responded as a company um, to our customers' needs, um, you know, by taking events online. But there are some things that I'm sure uh, higher eds are already doing um, virtually that they can really lean in on. Um, you know, moving your in-person events online is a really big one, but there are probably some assets that are already being utilized that can be um utilize even more. Uh, a lot of colleges have virtual tours online. So you, you know, students normally go to the website and kind of look at a virtual tour. Um, another piece that I think some colleges do is um, their students give Snapchat um, student takeovers that really kind of paint the picture for um, at least prospective students, um, traditional students. And that can be a really good way of letting people see your, your community uh, without actually having to come on campus. Um, you know, the other uh, other individuals that, that can take advantage of it are parents, right? Like they usually come into college campuses to um, learn about financial aid. And so those things can be taken from an in-person kind of event to a webinar very easily. I mean, you probably already have a presentation put together to go over financial aid. So you could use um, a, web, a webinar tool like Zoom or GoToMeeting to move those slides online. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of different tools and ways to go about it, but it's, it's fairly simple nowadays to, to take these in-person events online and utilizing the resources that you've already, or things that you've already created is, is a good way to get there fast. 
Can you just give us a brief understanding of how your app, how, the, how uh, Blackthorn.io's event app kind of compares to a Zoom and you know WebEx GoToMeeting? How, how are they different? How are they similar? Do they work well with each other? Can you just give us a quick little bit of context into what that relationship looks like? Yeah, so um, our app, and I'll let Chris dive in a little bit more if he wants to, too, um, is basically we handle the event management side. So we have um, really easy-to-use landing pages, registration forms, um, basically the tools that, that most colleges need to actually get individuals aware of the event um, and also registered for the event. Um, first and foremost, and then to continue having the conversation with them after the event. So the the uh, Zoom and, and GoToWebinar are really, those are apps that we're working on thinking with to make the process um, of registering and then being able to actually use uh, Zoom or a conferencing tool, uh, making that easier to get to after they've signed up for the event. Yeah, and just to, I guess, add some info. So the reason that people are using uh, Salesforce-based event tools, and we're not the only one, there's, there's a few, right? This is not like a PSA about us. Um, but the big reason and the big benefit of using a application that's part of the rest of your data is that everything is contextual, meaning that you can fire your invites uh, for the webinars directly out of the same system where you're working in opportunity or lead or case or anything like that. When someone then registers, um, Zoom or GoToWebinar or any of these tools, they're not based inside of your CRM. So the registration then allows someone to get uh, an email that's then tied to the rest of their Salesforce data. What our application is going to do is that when you go to load up the webinar, you're actually going to load up a URL from our application, and it's going to stream inside of that URL, and it's going to mark their attendance as attended. Uh -huh. So there's no export-import. There's no integration you have to do. Everything is contextual, because then you can follow up with an email, everyone that might be on the, the sales side or recruitment can then see, oh, this person was interested in, in uh, the event and they actually attended um, the webinar to see this. So it, everything just happens a lot faster and in real time by having it based in Salesforce. That makes a ton of sense. Thank you both for that that additional context. And I think you know that that kind of leads into my next question here, which is, it's easy to say just move the event online, just you know have open you know virtual office hours where prospective students and parents can ask admissions counselors questions. And I think that those are very very good and important um, tactics that schools should be implementing. But you know the reality of the situation is that moving things online, doing things digitally, uh, hosting webinars, it's it's a skill in and of itself, right? And it's not something that everyone is necessarily super comfortable with or familiar with. There's beyond just the technical glitches, there's just the the, the human uh, uh, factors of what do I like how I sound and look when I'm talking into a webcam? How are people perceiving what I'm saying? Are, is there affirmation? Do people get what I'm saying or not? And it can often result in this, this sort of awkward um, experience, really, for, for, for all parties. And so I'm just curious, do do you all have any tips and tricks on sort of the do's and, don't, and, and don'ts of, um, of hosting virtual events? Do you all have examples of events that you have even just yourselves participated in virtually that have been exceptional versus ones that haven't gone so well? And any sort of just kind of practical takeaways that our listeners can implement as they seek to, to move their events online? Yeah, so I'll kind of speak from... Um our standpoint, I think it's 
we could use ourselves as an example, right? Because we offer webinars to um, our prospects that are looking at event management. Um, and webinars can be a very personalized experience or they can be a very awkward experience, like you talked about, um, like you just mentioned. So I think one thing to always keep in mind is to try and keep it as personal as possible. And there's a couple different ways to do that that are just really simple. Um, first and foremost, make sure that, that when people join in, that they can actually see you on a video. Um, they want to be able to connect a face with a name. I think everybody does. That's why in-person events are so um, successful. Is you feel like you have a connection with someone. So that's one way to make sure that you're, um, you're, you're being in front of them as much as you possibly can. And that's something that we do uh, culturally here at Blackthorn is we're a hundred percent remote company. And so when we're talking with even our employees and our coworkers, we're, we're on a video um, where we can see each other. So I think that's one big thing. Um, the other thing too, is a lot of times uh, your attendees will have questions, but they may not want to like speak up, um, you know, in front of a group of people. So if you can leave, leave some time at the end to ask questions through like a chat window. Um, Zoom has a really good chat window that uh, attendees can actually ask questions that you can then answer at the end. That's really helpful. And and maybe tell them at the beginning, like if you have a question, just type it into the chat window and then we'll get um, back to you at the end and answer questions towards the end, make sure we get for everybody. So those are just a couple simple ways to, to make sure to really have a personalized experience. Kristen, anything to add there? Eat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we have a few customers that have been running virtual events since before the virus, and they've all been pretty successful. Their, their event landing pages tend to be a bit more straightforward, and they've typically been uh, free events. Um, one of the enhancements that we're putting into place is that now a lot of very large events, like a, lo- a lot of higher ed institutions have a lot of paid events too, and the issue with having virtual events is how do you restrict to uh, the singular paid event? Uh, what we're adding into is the ability to have just a single stream uh, per paid registration. So only one payment can then be able to uh, view that singular registration, which I think is going to be something new that a lot of organizers are going to run into because previously most virtual events were, were just all free. But now they're going to be going to paid scenarios and you need to be able to restrict to a single uh, viewer at a time. So for the, for the free webinars and examples, we, we posted a blog post with some examples from some of our current customers who are doing these. They tend to be more simple registration forms. Um, they'll just list out an overview, they'll fire up the registration, you can have it live within minutes. Um, and you want to just be able to have the form be simple enough so people can register quickly and get the basic information they need, at least with the trend that we've seen with our customers. We'll jump right back into the conversation after a quick message from this episode's sponsor. To say that the last few weeks have been crazy might be the greatest understatement of 2020. In a way, the whole world has stopped, and yet enrollment marketers are still expected to successfully seat the fall 2020 class. The good news? We're also living through one of the greatest moments of innovation in history. And where there is innovation, there is always hope. I've been chatting with a number of our listeners on LinkedIn over the past few days, and the question I get asked over and over again is, how do I successfully move live recruitment events online? Folks have been asking me about whether webinars or Facebook live streams are better, what promotional tactics they should be using, and what the best tools for online event management are. 
as an enrollment marketing technologist, I've seen my fair share of event management apps. Most of them are clunky, glitchy, and don't truly integrate with your CRM or SIS, even if they say that they do. And that's why I love Blackthorn.io. Blackthorn Events is the best native Salesforce events platform on the market. If you're an enrollment marketer using Salesforce as your CRM and or SIS, and you're looking for an end-to-end management solution for your recruitment and or on-campus events, Chris, Kristen, and the entire Blackthorn team are your people. We're living through a moment that is nothing short of historical. COVID-19 is fundamentally changing the way that we attract, engage, and delight new students. But the show must go on. Let's start reimagining your event marketing strategy by checking out Blackthorn Solutions at blackthorn.io. As Tony Robbins would say, change is inevitable, but progress is a choice. You can choose progress by signing up to learn more about how Blackthorn is helping schools like yours change well. Visit blackthorn.io. Fun fact, Tony Robbins is one of their clients. Again, get started, request a demo at blackthorn.io. I'm curious to to hear what both of you think about how you know. I mean, one, one of the things that I think uh, uh, institutions typically measure the success of their events by is sort of the the interaction, the engagement, right? How many of the people uh, at the open house or at the information session are likely to start an application as a result of what they heard? Um, I'm curious whether or not you guys have any ideas for ways in which people, ways in which admissions councils that are hosting these virtual events can help kind of increase engagement or um, are there ways in which they can evaluate the success of the event um, and or maybe even increase kind of call outs during the virtual event to kind of measure how engaged the audience is in order to determine kind of the likelihood of kind of post event response again whether that's to start an application or whether that's to follow up one-on-one with an admissions counselor after the virtual event any specific ideas that you all have or that you've seen your clients do well as it pertains to increasing engagement during the actual experience? Yeah, if I could add in, uh, I guess, some quick comments on that. So with our uh, Zoom integration, you'll be able to have integrated chat and have all the features of Zoom. So if you have a webinar, their webinar utility allows you to post questions and people can respond to the questions. And because we're uh, capturing the attendance status uh, in Salesforce, you can then auto-send those emails. And again, it's not just us that has this, right? So there's other applications you can do this. And you basically want to just follow up as quickly as possible to be able to set up meetings right after someone has had uh, that attendance to be able to then set up any kind of Q&A in a one-on-one type of session. This whole process of doing admissions by virtual event is pretty new. So we don't have any kind of uh, exact data of how this has been working yet. I think this whole process is really just a few weeks old. So what we could do is even follow up with some uh, metrics in the next month or two to be able to to get that data. But because you're going to be able to have real-time insight into who attended and be able to fire automatic uh, emails out of Salesforce, it's a way that you can kind of stay on top of the process and and get back to people to set up one-on meetings as fast as possible. That's that's what I think uh, would probably the most benefit. Yeah, and that's, those are great next steps to answer or to ask those attendees um, while they're in there. You know, other things that you can do to kind of keep them, um, keep communicating with them, you know, are to offer uh, more tips on, on how to get more involved with your 
college, um, how to be thinking more about your career, um, you know, what you want your career to be. Uh, just make sure to be helpful in the process of, you know, there's, there's still, in, in the long run, they're still looking at going to a college. So what kind of things would you normally offer them to continue the conversation with them and transition those into a call to action during your uh, webinar, just like you would if they were at a campus visit? Hmm. I like that. And Kristen, just a follow-up question for you, whether and you might want to pull from your experience working in higher ed um, and, you know, if not then from just working with your your higher education clients here. Uh, I'm curious, do you think that recruiting, um, excuse me, kind of sort, of, sort of the the digital promotions and recruitment for a digital event, is that does that strategy look different than kind of the promotion involved for an in-person event? And if so, how? Meaning, are there other strategies or tactics or uh, frequency of communications that change depending on whether or not a an event is hosted in person or online? And any sort of tips and tricks that you've seen from your experience to help kind of attract and ultimately convert uh, interested prospects into attending a virtual event? I think, uh, you know, one thing that we experienced at uh, the college that I worked at was that it was actually easier to talk to and communicate with prospects uh, through virtual events because, as we all know, you know, everybody's online more these days. Um, and this is dependent upon your audiences, too. So, like, it's, it may not be this way if you're looking at graduate students, but it may be, too, dependent upon who those graduate students are, right? Um, if you're not already utilizing a digital strategy, that should be definitely something that you're looking at right now. Um, it's a lot easier to ask someone to sign up for a webinar um, than it is to actually have them take the step onto your campus, especially if that requires them to travel, which right now is very hard to do. Um, so, you know, thinking about that, it's, it's honestly easier you just have to use, um, you know, your your tools, your digital tracking tools that you would normally have, like UTM parameters and, um, you know, those things that help you understand what things they're looking at on your website and how they're interacting with your your information online to kind of guide them to um, the webinar, you know, the recruitment event webinar, if that's, you know, the next right step for them. Fantastic. I, I really appreciate that. So I have a, a, a scenario for you to kind of just broaden this this conversation just ever so slightly. And this is the scenario. Um, let's say you're an enrollment marketer and you're at a working at a liberal arts college in the Midwest, uh, not unlike what you, uh, Kristen, had, have previously done. Um, and events are sort of the bread and butter of your recruitment strategy. All of your travel has been suspended um, and all of your institution's in-person events for the entire semester have been canceled. How do you go about developing a new fully digital recruitment strategy? You know, where do you start? How, what additional tactics, strategies do you think must be incorporated? Um, again, you know, generally speaking, as higher education marketers totally rethink, and not just their recruitment plan, but their retention plan. Any sort of ideas from, you know, Kristen or, or, or you, Chris, on how folks can kind of change the framework that they've been using to think about enrollment for the fall in light of the reality we're all living through? Yeah, 
Yeah. So um, again, you know, kind of the basics of it is to um, look at the in-person events that you've had to cancel and what can you do um, to transition them to an online format is, are you able to transition them to an online format first and foremost? Um, the big thing to remember is that this is not a big, hairy, scary thing, right? It's very, um, it's very easy to look at the in-person events that you've seen that have had the most impact or the highest attendance and say, those are important for us to continue doing. And now we need to look at doing them in an online format. Um, so look first at the assets that you already have, uh, your virtual tours, for example. You can use that as um, a way to start the conversation with prospects, whether they're um, whether you have a list of students or whether you have um, people just visiting your website. It, those virtual tours sometimes are offered just um, for visitors coming to your website. You could set up a very easy form that just asks for their first name and email, so it kind of gates it. Um, obviously, you don't want to ask them for too many things because that means that they won't uh, fill out the form. But as long as you can get a couple details from them, that's going to make sure that you can communicate with them moving forward so that you can then offer them the webinar to come you know, come online and learn more about your, um, your college and financial aid and all the things that make your college, um, unique and, you know, in their eyes, the right choice for them. Um, so you can do that. And then, you know, that way you can also follow up with them if they don't attend the webinar or the, the events online, um, to, to make sure that they get any questions answered that they need or that they can, um, maybe come back to the webinar again if, if that wasn't the right time for them. Fantastic. Anything to add, Chris? No, I mean, I think Kristen covered that one here. I mean, because all of your data is in Salesforce, it becomes pretty easy to be able to conduct follow-ups and to be able to slice and dice the data a lot more specifically based upon if it's a school or department or certain year or certain type of major, you can do that. And then also you can cater the types of events to be able to surface the ones that you want to be able to offer them as potential signups that might be more of interest um, to that specific uh, audience. Excuse me, audience. But uh, I think Kristen covered it. Oh, and then one more yeah, thing I wanted to mention, Zach, too. Like, um, you know, a lot of higher ed travel to high schools or college fairs, and a lot of those things are being canceled as well. Um, you know, don't forget to offer a live event to the high school's um, counselors specifically so that they can let their students know uh, this is online now. And so, you know, if you don't have the option to travel or go to campuses, um, that's a really great way for those high school students to, to also learn about your college as well. Fantastic. I think that's a great idea. I think we'll certainly see an uptick in, you know, virtual uh, student uh, uh, fairs, especially at the graduate level, I think that there's huge opportunity for uh, graduate enrollment managers to really rethink their virtual event strategy and think about what would it look like to be able to offer kind of niche, kind of program specific, topical overviews of um, you know, the need for the growing need for professionals in a respective industry, um, and also how to go about thinking about and evaluating whether or not you should pursue graduate education to kind of meet that demand. So it'll be really interesting to see how schools and professionals at all levels, but especially at the graduate level, kind of adapt and adjust based off of this, this current reality. Um, my, my final question for you both is for folks who are kind of looking for information on how to sort of reimagine 
their recruitment events. And I love what you said, Kristen, just about the fact that this is not a, you know, hairy, scary process. Um, but at the same time, it does require kind of this, this adjustment and it does require a, uh, a reimagination of sorts of how to deliver this content well, how to ensure that the audience is engaged. And, you know, it might completely affect sort of how you think about your kind of post event yield rates. Um, so where should folks go if they're looking for more, uh, more resources on kind of how to get started here, how to make this jump, how to switch, um, what resources can they tap into paid or, or otherwise, um, that you all think are, are valuable and worth considering as folks adjust here? Yeah. Um, well, first and foremost, I think after, you know, meeting you Zach and, and learning more about Enrollify, there are a lot of great resources that you guys provide. Um, that's uh, non-paid PSA. I really do think that you guys do <laughs> well, thank you. A, a great job. I'll cut yeah, you a check later for that. You do a great job at that. <laughs> we'll keep that one uh, to ourselves. <laughs> um, yeah, I really do. After reading through some things, like, you know, from my experience and coming from higher ed, uh, I think you guys have some great resources. Um, some other places, too, that I would suggest, um, Southern New Hampshire University, they have a whole online division. I think they do a really good job at um, online events just because they're, uh, you know, a global campus and they're all online. So I would suggest like looking up um, Southern New Hampshire University. Um, another college that does really great Snapchat stories that I uh, followed quite closely was the University of Nebraska. They did a great job. Their students did a great job with their Snapchat stories. So, um, and then we have some um, blogs that were, we have one right now on our website as well at Blackthorn. Um, but this week we're coming out with another one that's just, some more helpful tips and tricks, a little bit deeper dive into um, how to run effective online events. So feel free to visit us there at blackthorn.io slash blog, and, uh, and we can uh, and take a look there if you want to. Fantastic. Well, I want to thank you both, Chris and Kristen, for your time. Um, we're, you know, calling in from DC, New York and South Dakota here. So, um, you know, thank you all for the great work that you all are doing. And I encourage our listeners to go and check you all out if they are, um, in need of learning a little bit more about how to host these virtual events. And if they're specifically in need for any sort of, uh, uh, event management app to kind of help in this process. So thank you both for your time. And I look forward to staying in touch. Yeah, Zach, thanks so much for the opportunity and for inviting us on here. We appreciate it a lot. Yeah, thank you, Zach. If you are an enrollment marketer working in marketing and communications or enrollment management and would be willing to be interviewed on the podcast, or if you have an idea for a topic that you'd like to hear covered on the podcast, please reach out directly to me at Zach, Z-A-C-H, at Enrollify.org. We sincerely look forward to working with you to make Enrollify the most trusted, go-to digital resource for enrollment marketers out there. Just a final thank you to Blackthorn.io, their entire team, for making this conversation possible. Please check them out. Uh, request a demo. They'll give you a behind-the-scenes look of how their app works. Chris, Kristen, and the entire team are fantastic. 
go ahead and make your way on over to blackthorn.io, click request a demo, read their awesome blog content, and let me know, give it a rollify a shout out if you end up requesting that demo or downloading a piece of their content. It really, really helps us keep the show running. Thanks guys.